Writing, writing, just keep writing. Oh, hello. My name is Charlie. You might know me better. Sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And uh, this week's been interesting so far. And it's only Tuesday. Monday was podcastless, kind of. Well, it was podcastless for y'all. I spent all day trying to get the podcast archive back up and running. And I got through like 108 episodes and had to stop. So I'm going to try to get the rest up slowly over time. Maybe talk Brian into helping with that because I really would like them all to be there. And that was the thing. But I got some writing done and I spent time writing today. Been writing a lot. Very excited about that. Very excited about how the story's coming. Very excited about how the world's coming. Oh, there's too many stories in my head right now, and I'm trying to get them all out. The uh, novella, Labyrinth of Souls, is coming along well. I've started this month's short story. If you're interested in getting that, you may want to head over to the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash For a buck a month, you get the short story of the month. I do believe... If things go well this week's story this month's story will be called crucify my love and that's named after and inspired by a song by the band x japan who i had encountered a long time ago <laughs> a galaxy far far away and then recently this weekend i encountered them again through an amazing documentary that i'm going to talk about more in a minute called we are x I'm excited about the stories, I'm excited about what's going on, I want to thank everybody who's been mulling over whether or not they should become a member of the House of the Blue Dragon. I hear from you guys, and I know it's not easy to ask for money, (laughs) but I want to thank you for your help, your love, and your support. It really does mean the world to me. One last bit of business before we get on with the show. Um, next Monday is going to be the 10th anniversary of this podcast. 10 years. I started Project Shadow, the podcast, in 2007, on August 7th, 2007. And that seems impossible. That really doesn't seem like something that should be a thing. <laughs> it really does not seem... Wow, time flies crazy fast. And I'm looking for things to do to celebrate. So you can hit me up on social media or call in on the show and let me know what you would like to have happen for the 10th year anniversary. We also have our 600th episode coming up very shortly. And I wish that those were happening at the same time, and I almost was like, I'm not going to do any podcasts in the 600th episode and the 7th year anniversary can happen on the same day, but that just seems weird and bizarre, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. It's tempting. It's really tempting, but I'm not going to do that. Wow. 10 years. Wow. (laughs) It really does 
leave me speechless to even try to consider that I've been doing anything for that long. But, yeah, I have. So, what would you like to see on the 10th anniversary special next Monday? Either call in or drop me a message somewhere. I would love to know. You can also use the new discussions feature on the Anchor app, which you can download for either iOS or Android. Uh, All you have to do is click the discussions on the segment that you're listening on, and you can actually type in and leave comments there, and we can hold a conversation there. It's a new feature I'm kind of excited about. Yeah. Ten years. Sorry, I, I will get over that, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but wow, just, just ten years. Where does it all go? So over the weekend, I watched a brilliant movie called We Are X, and it follows the history of the band um, X Japan that I encountered for the first time oh, such a long time ago. As you guys know, I'm a huge KISS fan, and they released a KISS tribute album called KISS My Word That Starts With An A, which, because this podcast is a clean tag, I'm not allowed to say, and it included a lot of artists performing their favorite KISS song. I mean, had Garth Brooks, I believe he did Hard Luck Woman, and... Lenny Kravitz did a version of Deuce and the Lemonheads and Toad the Wet Sprocket and the last song on the album was Black Diamond by someone named Yoshiki and to this day it is one of the most amazing tracks that I've ever heard I listen to it all the time and I've often said if I ever have a movie made based on one of my books I will try to talk them into having this song appear somewhere in the film because it, it, it's it's phenomenal. And I remember after I heard that track, I ran down the next day to the record store. And this is back in the day when there were record stores, and <laughs> told the clerk, "I just heard a song by someone called Yoshiki. Who who is Yoshiki? What is Yoshiki?" And we looked around for a while, and they took me over to the import section, and there was music there. And I discovered this amazing, amazing band. To be honest, I didn't really know what they were talking about, because I don't speak Japanese, and not all of the songs are in English, and even the few songs that were in English, not all of them were in English. But the music was so good and so powerful and unfortunately all of my copies of their music disappeared during the great pilferings and a lot of that did not get restored for years I'm still finding music that oh yeah I used to listen to that because you know a lot of things got stolen so over the weekend I'm watching this film and it is one of the most beautiful uplifting, powerful stories of loss and friendship and pain that I have ever seen. And 
it moved me greatly and I've been reconnecting with the band and rediscovering this love that I had forgotten. I mean, it's like a secret treasure because some of these songs I had heard before and others I had never heard before and it, it's phenomenal. It, it's an amazing experience. It really, really is. And the one line from the movie that will stick with me for a long time is towards the end Yoshiki is talking and he says in this life everything fades away but the pain lasts forever and some people might hear that and think that that's a negative thing and he didn't mean that as a negative thing he didn't mean that as you know, oh, what a donor kind of thing. And I don't mean it that way either. Pain is what defines us. It's what connects us. It's what brings us together. It's what forges communities. It's what makes us stronger. And I'm so glad that I got to see this film. And if you get a chance, it's up on Hulu right now. It's called We Are X. The majority of it is in English, but quite a bit of it is subtitled and in Japanese. The music is phenomenal. The soundtrack is just blowing, mind-blowing. But the story of these two friends who met when they were four years old, who started a band when they were 14, and everything that they went through to get to where they are today is worth watching. Watch We Are X. It, it will change you. So, finally watched Alien Covenant, because, you know, it came out, and I'm kind of addicted to xenomorphs, and, uh, yeah. I'm going to try not to give spoilers in this review, but honestly, if you've seen any Alien film that came before this, guess what? Spoilers! Because, yeah. Okay, this movie got, like, mostly good reviews. It's got, like, a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, which shocks me every time I see it, because, okay, yeah, okay, so it's a film that happens, it's proof that Ridley Scott has lost whatever filmmaking ability he once had, and why I'm going to pretend that the upcoming Blade Runner sequel didn't happen, like, I don't care, it can win every Academy Award, people can come to me and tell me that it was the greatest movie ever made, that it can, like, you can touch Blu-ray copies to people and it cures them of disease, and I still probably will not watch it after seeing this movie, because Prometheus was bad. This movie is better than Prometheus. Um, if we're going to count Prometheus as an alien movie, which apparently we're supposed to do now... <clears throat> anyway, of these six alien flicks, I would say that this is the uh, fourth best on that list, because... I would rank Alien 3 and uh, Prometheus below this, because I, I think it's better than those two. And I know it's controversial that I personally think that uh, Alien Resurrection is number three on that list, but I like that movie. And may have something to do with my Nona writer. I don't know. But anyway, I like that movie. This flick has two major flaws. Number one, it is not, an, it is not a horror movie. They forgot that it's supposed to be a horror movie and 
made a weird action flick that doesn't quite make sense. Like, it's supposed to be a think piece, and, like, they quote Shakespeare, and they quote Byron, and they quote Shelley, and they bring up the music of Richard Wagner because, I don't know, Nazis. Like, that's... Oh, like, the only reason for bringing... Wagner up is to make some weird connection between Waylon Yutani and the Nazis. That's, I mean, they don't explicitly say that in the movie, but I felt like that was the only reason it was there. Because it, other than that, it doesn't make any sense. <sighs> the other big problem that this flick has is that the xenomorphic creatures are in the movie too much. There, there's too many of them. They're, they're on screen way too much. And while the action sequences are enjoyable, I'm not going to say that they're not enjoyable, it gets to the point where I felt like it was World War Z all over again, where it was just too much zombie. You know what I'm saying? Just too much zombie Buffy. And this, this yeah... And if you've seen any of the other movies, this movie is really predictable. And not to give a spoiler or anything, but like there's one moment where I saw something and I was like, that looks like the load lifter that Ripley used in Aliens. And I bet they're going to, yep, uh-huh, yeah, okay, just like Alien 2. Oh, that looks like just like that thing in Alien 1. And oh, yeah goes down exactly the same way oh and this looks like that thing from alien 3 and oh yeah we're gonna okay and this looks exactly like that thing from alien resurrection and oh yeah exactly the same thing like <sighs> like for people that really enjoyed this movie i don't want to hear anything about the force awakens being a remake of a new hope because and unless you admit that this is a remake of the entire Alien franchise, cut and pasted together with a story that really doesn't make sense, with characters that are not likable in the least, yet another flaw of this movie. I wasn't rooting for anyone, because they're all jerks. I mean, no matter what you think about the previous movies, Ellen Ripley is a sympathetic character. And Newt, especially in Aliens, I mean, Newt is such a sympathetic character that you root for. This movie has none of that. None of that. And I'm going to continue my rant in the next segment. Grr. Why can't Ridley Scott make an interesting character anymore? Why? Like, they get kind of close with the... This isn't a spoiler because it was in the freaking trailers. Like, to be honest, all the spoilers are in the trailers. If you saw the trailers for this movie, you saw all the spoilers. Except for maybe one. Maybe. Kinda-ish. But if you watch the trailers, you've seen all the spoilers. Like, all the spoilers are in this movie. Are in the trailers. Okay. So, David from Prometheus is back. And we have... I don't even remember the name of the other android. Because it doesn't matter. Because it doesn't matter. Nothing in this movie matters. Michael Fassbender does a good job playing himself twice. And it's interesting. And it could have been a thing. And honestly, I think this movie would have been better without the Xenomorphs. 
like the thing they set up at the very beginning of the movie with David being created and seeing David's creation and then Walter that's the other one's name and his react interactions with the crew and when they find David on the planet and th- those were kind of interesting but they all play second fiddle to like I swear one of F- Fastbender's lines should have been I'm sorry Walter we can't talk anymore the plot demands that I do something stupid now. Because it felt like every time the story was getting kind of interesting, one of the characters should say, I'm sorry, but the interesting thing that we could be doing right now needs to be cut off because a stupid thing has to happen. Something really dumb has to happen. (sighs) And it was so predictable. And by the end of the film, we're literally there's three of us in the room and we're calling out what the next moments of the film are going to be before they happen because none of us had seen it before but it was so predictable that I mean we called everything down to the final shot which I'm not going to save I'm not going to ruin for you because maybe you're one of the chosen few that will see it and be like wow that was original I didn't see that coming but oh the twists are so not twisty I mean I don't understand how movies like this get made how they get good reviews how like and I'm not upset that I bought the movie because I bought the movie because I know myself I even like Alien 3 you've already heard me say bad things about Alien 3 I don't like Alien 3 guess what I still watch it you know why I'm addicted to stupid xenomorphs and uh well Sigourney Weaver but that's a whole other topic for another day so I knew I was going to watch it more than once so I went ahead and bought it and I'm not upset by that because it wasn't a terrible, terrible movie the analogy that I gave Brian which I think is an apt one is it's the Star Trek Beyond of the Alien movies it, it's a good attempt for what it is it's, it's worth seeing I'll probably watch it again but I'm not sure why it had to be made. Like, there's no pressing thing in this movie that was new, novel, or frankly interesting. And anything that could have been any of those things, they just skip over. Like, the spores. The spores, which I know you've seen because they were in the freaking trailer, were interesting. Like, what's that? What's going on with that? David has a throwaway line explaining, oh, there are spores, and they do things. Okay, well, I could have guessed that because I saw the spores and they did things. Yeah. Like, what? what's the deal with this? Why? <clears throat> like, I've never wanted a director's cut of a movie more than this one. Unfortunately, what I got was the director's cut of the movie because Ridley Scott got to do the movie that he wanted to do because he's Ridley Scott and people trust him. And they shouldn't anymore. they really shouldn't like I'm serious I'm not seeing the new Blade Runner movie I don't care I'm not gonna see it I don't care anymore Ridley Scott is dead to me like no 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 more you're in the bucket with Tim Burton you just go in the bucket and you shut up you Tim Burton and M. Night Shyamalan just sit in the bucket and shut up I'm done like ugh So if you like weird fan films, 
check it out. But beyond that, it's really not worth your time, energy. So I'm going to let go of the rant. I am. I really am. Because there's a lot of good things going on. I saw the new episode of uh, Midnight Texas is out. And I'm excited about that. I haven't got to see it yet. So hopefully I won't get spoiled in my feed. So what I actually spent a lot of time doing on Twitter today was blocking certain keywords for things that I didn't want spoilers from because I loaded up Twitter and it was like, SPOILERS! I'm like, no. That's not a thing that's going to happen. So, mute word. It's a very cool thing. You can mute for 24 hours, 7 days, and 30 days, or forever. And you will not see tweets with those words in them ever again. It's magic. Like on days when I'm fed up with... Uh, I have a whole bunch of them set up for days that I'm fed up with politics and I just go in and click them on one by one and for 24 hours all the politics goes away some days I want that and some days I just no it's a handy feature if you didn't know about it check it out it's in the user settings for Twitter it's awesome I'm excited about that I'm really excited about the story that I'm working on it is growing at a rate that I don't know if I'm happy with because it was supposed to be a novella and if it keeps growing at this rate it might accidentally turn into a novel. I don't think it's going to get there. I think it's just going to be a larger novella than I originally thought because I was kind of like aiming at the weird line between a novelette and a novella, like 17,500 words and uh, I don't think I'm going to hit that. I think it's going to be over but I'm okay with that. There's more for you guys to read. Um, but three scenes down in this chapter so I think I've got two more to finish and this chapter will be up for the behind the scenes readers uh, the backstage pass readers and up um, so they'll get the f- draft of it and be there for the uh, looking through of that <clears throat> it's two dollars and up over at the Patreon if you're interested in that and then of course it will trickle down when once edited and ready to everybody else to well to the readers and then out to the public eventually when the book's done so i'm excited about that i really like this chapter i'm really falling like i thought i'd love these characters before but i am really this this rewrite i just had a thing in my head that told me to go back to the beginning and just rewrite from there and i'm so glad that i did I I hope you guys like the new version as much as I am liking it, because I, I, oh, Rye, oh, Rye, oh, Rye, soon I'll be doing one of Joda's first POV scenes, and I can't wait to see how it changes, because a lot of things have changed, I know a lot more, reveal a lot more about Rye, it's, it's exciting, I, I'm really there's a whole new sequence that got added in, in today that wasn't there. And if you're on the backstage pass, you'll get all three versions of this and the evolution of the chapter thing for the behind-the-scenes people. Because um, this is the second time I've rewritten everything, and I'm not going to let myself do it again. Like, edits from now on. No more rewrites. Unless something's really, really, really crappy. But anyway... moving forward forward always forward so yeah that's the two movies for the day definitely check out we are x it's amazing it's phenomenal it's a movie that will change your life 
maybe. He kind of did mine. Like, I can't get it out of my head. And I can't stop listening to their music right now. Like, it has created an obsession in me that, like, I, I just can't let go of it. And Yoshiki was just in, in the hospital for surgery on his back, and he just got out. And I wish him all the best, because you are my spirit animal right now, man. Like, I know you'll probably never hear this, but oh, so much love. So much love. <sighs> yeah. Definitely check those movies out. And don't forget, if you have any ideas for what we could do for the 10th anniversary special, it's coming up on Monday. That would be awesome. And the 600 episode is coming up really, really soon. If that, not this one. I actually didn't look to see what episode number this one was. This might be it. It's coming up soon. What are we going to do for 10 years? What are we going to do? Ah!